Hey, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready for another episode of the Business of Sales? First things first, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you're giving up your time in return. I want to make sure that we're giving you interesting guests and an idea or two that's going to help you in your business. So, hey, thank you for being here. Here's this week's episode of the Business of Sales. As a business owner, we're all on our journey to try and build our business and build ourselves and our families and what we're into and what we're doing. And golly gee, it sure would be nice to have somebody out there that has been through some of that and could actually be a a peer and a mentor to give us some ideas, some thoughts about experience in the world of business and what you can do and how you can get better at being yourself and using that to build your business. Matt Shoup is with us today, and I tell you what, Matt's got his fingers in so many different things, and it's all about helping you get better at what you do all day long, so I'm excited about having Matt on the show today. Matt, thanks for being on the Business of Sales. Hey, thanks for having me here. It's good to be here with you. So tell us a little bit about your journey. I mean, how do you, how do you get to the point where you're you're being able to do these things for business owners like you've got going on? I've been a business guy since I was a young kid. <clears throat> Marketing and sales was always my thing. Uh, didn't fit in in a lot of other capacities, so I found a lot of purpose and certainty in that. And fast forward 20 years, you know, we've got six companies here in northern Colorado. I live here with my, my wife, my two wonderful children, and I've been able to take a lot of the experiences and my interests. I've got a passion for Spain, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I love to speak and just share my story as a person with other business owners and um you know i came to the realization about a decade ago that your business is only going to grow to the degree that you do and if you don't figure out what makes you tick and behave the way you do and where you short circuit and sabotage yourself and get out of your own way per se until you learn that you can't really grow and scale a business and lead other people so i just get to share with people all day how to make their life and business better and build a life and business of their dreams i've been able to do that and I want to share that it is possible. On paper, I should be dead or in prison, like <laughs> a lot of the kids that I ran around with in New Jersey until I was 10. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, everybody kind of says, well, here's where I should be. Here's where the world tells me that I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And they don't take control of their destiny. And it's it's easy to say that and make it sound really sexy. But here's what you do and how you do it to get there. Well, let's talk about that because I'm I am all about being practical and getting stuff out there for our folks, our our friends in the audience here, that they can use today. So, where do you start, Matt? Where do you where do you begin if you were if yeah. you were coaching me? Where would you begin with that? Helping me get better at being me. First question is, what do you want, and why do you want it? I love it. So what, so what I run into in business is there, there's a lot of, it's the soundbite culture. Okay. So I love, like I love Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. And I watched mm-hmm. him speak years ago. He stands up in front of the room. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. So start with why. And everybody claps. And then we walk away. I'm like, well, how, how do you do that? How do you figure that out? <laughs> exactly. So what I want to, what I want to distinguish is it, it's great to get inspired at that limbic core level when somebody says something and it sticks with you, like pouring to people, right? pouring to people and the profit will come something like that. Okay. How do you do that? What does that look like? So practically you have to start with what do you want and why do you want it? And so many people don't know that they can't answer that question in one or two sentences. So if you don't know that, 
what are you doing all this for? Why do you exist in one sentence? Why are you here? And I think too many people get caught up in identity of, I say, who are you? You say, well, I'm a business owner. No, who are you? That's, that's not, who you are is not what you do. And what do you want? And then you reverse engineer what you want. Second thing I'd ask you to do is when you know what you want, I would have you work on creating a, a vision for what that looks like in the future and writing that down, living that, feeling that, touching that, tasting that. And then from there you go, what's the roadmap to get there? Man, that's, that's amazing. I, I'm sitting here just kind of going, wow, that's really cool. Cause that's exactly what I teach in a workshop that I do. And I, I, couldn't agree with you more it it really boils down to those three foundational questions what do you want why do you want it and how are you going to get there and that how is your strategy and you can't have more than one or two strategies because then you're you're just fractured all over the place and that why man that why has got to be wrapped in passion and fueled with emotion i think you and i could yeah. probably talk about this for the next two hours brother and, and, and the why needs to be real and it needs to be deep and it needs to override when stuff gets really hard because yeah. stuff's yeah. going to get really hard and you're going to face adversity. And I say something, I see somebody that says, well, here's why I'm doing it. Okay. Well, are you going to mortgage the house for it? Well, I don't like it that much. I'm not, it's not <laughs> that, it ain't that big of a why. And, and, that, and that's okay. It's like, well, okay, well then, then you haven't found it yet. If you're not willing to put your, your comfort and some of these things that you may hold close and dear on the line. And then that can be because you don't believe in yourself or maybe you didn't really know the why. So there's a lot of confusion. I work with a lot of men. And you know what I found just personally as a, as a man, I grew a multi-million dollar business from 05 to 2012, purely out of anger when I thought everybody was out to get me and betray me. And I was an awful leader. I was an awful boss to work for. I was so good though, so good at marketing and sales. It is I was just angrily driven by marketing and sales and needing to prove myself. And I got called out one day. Um, my co business coach was like, Matt, you're the problem. I asked my business coach, why is everybody, why can't people stay here and work here? Why can't people work as hard as me? Why is everybody leaving? He's like, sure, sure, dick, you're a jerk. <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just shared that because we, 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 we're in first person. I'm doing me and I in first person moving forward, looking through the windshield. And I can't see what my car looks like in the environment as I'm running over everybody, but everybody else can see it. I'm just going towards the goal so hard and fast. So stepping outside of yourself, getting coaching, getting perspective, finding out where you sabotage yourself with your belief systems and your patterns. And, you know, every experience you have in life creates a, a belief and an energy and, and, and that's going to be your toolbox. And that either serves you or sabotages you. And, and I'd even add is, you know, once you figure out why you're doing what you're doing, how you're going to get there, what's the strategy, that's kind of this, this baseline level. But then you jump into this deeper level of like, why do I exist? Why did God put me here on the planet or however you think you got here? Whatever that is to you, why am I here? Like, like, why am I standing here right now in Northern Colorado in 2023 talking to you? There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And when you can connect to, to that, that's when things can really take off. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, I, I have to, again, I agree with you completely. The why part is just so vitally important. And, you know, you talk about uh, about men, and, and by George, uh, Certainly, you and I can relate to that, but at the same time, there are a lot of wonderful women leaders out there as well. But as a 
as a guy, you, you kind of feel that, that terrible pressure to, to perform. And when I ask that question, I, I tell people, you know, you got you to tell me why you want whatever it is that you told me you wanted in step number one. I hear things like, well, Morris, that's a stupid question. I'm doing this because I got to pay the bills, damn it. That's what I got to do. I got to provide for my family. How do you get them yeah. to go deeper than that, Matt? Because you and I both know that's not the answer. Well, it's not. And I mean, you just, you just, you, you look at that statement, that first statement you made of, oh, I got to pay the bill. Do it because I got to pay the bills. Then you're, it kind of just sounds like an energy of, well, I'm a slave to my bills and the bills yeah. just happen and I've got to yeah. pay them and I have no control. And then, you know, the next default answer, well, got to provide for the family. It's like, what well, are you excited when you say that? Are you, are you jumping up and down? And do you, <laughs> do you love what you do? But 90% of the world and just the people that I come across, men and women, they're just going through life. They're just doing things by chance, happenstance, accident. And they just, there's no intentionality or not a belief in the fact that you, you can really design things. You can, you can vision things and create strategy. And the majority of the world, since so many people do that, we're we're convinced we're not good enough or whatever enough right fill in the blank in this product that you can buy this course whatever is going to fix it and it's going to fix all your problems and you know companies can uh thrive on that per se but yeah we just we just don't know who we are a lot of people don't know who they are and they're they're disconnected and they hang around with a lot of other people that influence them they don't know who they are you're going to become the five people you spend time with so if you feel stuck Go find somebody that you really admire that really figured it out. Say, hey, can I buy you a coffee, buy you a lunch? And I want to know how you got here and what you did. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I've got a friend that I work with a lot. I'd probably call him my mentor. And he told me a long time ago, he said, Morris, there's there's several things that have to happen for you to to get to a calling, to where you're you're actually working in your calling. It has to be something that you feel called to. It has to be something that, other people have told you you're good at doing, and there has to be an opportunity for you to do it. And that kind of yes. helped me, you know, put everything in perspective and realize, okay, yeah, I, I am a slave to my to my bills right now. I am a slave to, to providing for the family, and I'm going to do that for X period of time. And then I'm going to take control, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to do this, that, and the other. Because you do have to sometimes wait for the right opportunity. You can't just say, okay, you know, screw it all. I'm not going to work for the big corporation anymore. I'm going to leave my <laughs> six-figure salary and, and go out here and, you know, try and sell pencils on a street corner because yeah, I'm all into pencils. But you got to wait till the opportunity is right, I think. Don't you, Matt? Absolutely. I, uh, I have some video coaching programs on my website, and one is called Jump Ship. And I came up with that name because I was having coffee with somebody who was just fed up with their job, hated their boss. I want to be a business owner like you and I'm ready to jump ship. Screw my boss. I mean, that was the, that was the energy. And I said, Hey, 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 before you jump ship, (laughs) here's, here's some things to think about. Why are you doing this? What's the replacement number of your income? How Mm -hmm. risk averse are you? Do you understand your leadership language, your personality style? Because, you know, you can't just say, screw it. Some people can say, screw it and do the, you know, famous quote by, Tony Robbins, if you want to take the island, burn the boats. Some people aren't wired that way. Some people need to have a little bit more proof or a little bit more stability. So, yeah, there's got to be a process. There's got to be a strategy. And you need to look at things. You need to talk to your family. You can't just get emotionally hijacked one day, get upset, fly the finger to the the boss you don't like, and walk out. (laughs) 
not if you want to pay your mortgage. <laughs> well, and what happened to me was 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 similar in the fact that I had a new boss walk into a bank uh, to introduce himself to me. I thought back in 2005 and I, and I hated what I was doing. I was planning on leaving and, and strategizing what I was going to do next. And he said, put all your crap in a box, get out, you're fired wow. and threw me out of the bank, threw me out of the bank. So I had no choice, no option, mm. but my personality style is very much like that. So in sales and business understanding on the disc, for example, what is a driver, a dominant, aggressive, assertive, that's me. I love problems. I love being cornered without resources and I thrive in that kind of space. So that worked for me. Now, if I would have been wired differently, might've been a little bit more difficult or different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I remember walking in and, and uh, being tired of being an engineer and decided I wanted to go do something different. And sales seemed like a very exciting thing to, to do. And I uh, had a couple of opportunities to talk to some folks in sales. And I walked in one day after having a few interviews and told my wife, gee, honey, I think I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go sell life insurance. And she laughed the biggest laugh I've ever heard her laugh in my life, which led us to six months of marriage counseling which uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. worked At out. Least. Yeah, because <laughs> I was ready to walk out the door and leave my job for a 100% commission role. And we had a, what, 12-month-old, maybe 16-month-old baby, our first. Yeah. And yeah. it was like she wasn't, she wasn't laughing at me. She was scared. She was scared that I was about to put our family in jeopardy, and uh, rightly so. But um, it it. Took a while, but we got through it all, made the change, turned out to be a wonderful thing. Uh, 32 years later, I retired. The The key is that you, you got to kind of wait for the right opportunity and the right things to come along to make it work. But, man, you got to be looking for that and be prepared for it when it comes along. you got to be ready. Yeah, because one of the things I talk about, and, I, and I'm a huge proponent. I'm formally certified as an intermetrics behavior consultant. I use DISC and human motivators index. So it's an iceberg of your observable behavioral tendencies and then why those come to the surface. And there's some people in this jump ship scenario where they jump too quick and they're not realizing that they need some structure, they mm -hmm. need some support, they need to make sure their spouse feels safe yep. and that there's a budget. And then there's some people, they're so analytical, they get, they need to have so much information, they get analysis paralysis. Yeah. And the wife, right, who needed to feel safe seven years ago, when the husband says, hey, I'm going to jump ship, they have the income, replacement income, 125% of it with six months reserves. But this guy or whoever, right, he's still analyzing this little micro detail over here. And then you miss the boat. Like yeah. the ship, the ship yeah. is sailing and you need to jump. So it, it all comes down to just how you're wired. And that's such a huge thing. And then in the relational dynamic, you know, wherever you're at in business, there were, there were many times in business in my early days that I was not communicating at all and if i was it wasn't very well with emily my wife and when we found out about this like hey here's how and why we tick and this is where we're having friction disagreements what where she's really scared and, and it was really eye-opening yeah it is it is and it, it you know looking back on it now i can can look at it and say without her support to make that change without her support throughout the next 32 years I would never have never have made it to what to do what I did uh, without Carla right there beside me and behind me and 
helping me get to to every step of the way that that we took together. So it it makes all the difference in the world. Now, Matt, you've got a lot of resources to help people. And I know there's what there's a new book out. Yeah, so my most recent book, I have I have two. One that I wrote in 2011, it's become an award-winning company. My most recent book that I just launched a couple months ago was Painted Baby. Painted Baby. Painted Baby. Okay. Yes, it's connect connect with clients through brave and vulnerable storytelling. And the premise of that book is that uh, we live in a society in a world where everybody paints a picture of perfection and they posture to the other person and they create this persona this shiny marketing brochure of a plus five star everything that's what we're taught to do in sales feature benefit handle objection close present everything glossy marketing brochures i got called out on a sales appointment back in 2011 and i was trying all of that because that's what i got trained up in Mm -hmm. and i i was sitting across the table from a client who i've done business with before he's hired me many times on small jobs I had a job about 20 times the size of a normal contract. So it's a game changing type of deal. You wouldn't sign the contract and I'm throwing everything I've got <laughs> in the kitchen sink. And he goes, Matt, your shiny marketing brochure is crap. He throws across the room. Tell me about a time you screwed up what you did about it. <laughs> I've never, never been asked the question before. So I short circuit a little bit and then I go on to tell him, well, we painted the wrong color on a house. He didn't really care about that. That's not a huge deal. We then painted the right color on the wrong house once. <laughs> and I told him about that. But but I noticed when I told him that, he you know, I kind of hooked him with that statement. He laughed kind of like you did, then wanted to know more. But he still wouldn't sign the contract. And I was like, we got to close the deal. So he said, Matt, you've got another story. So we painted a baby. How about that? You want to hear about that? We literally had a paint sprayer explode on a job site three years prior to this sales appointment that I'm on. And paint explodes all over this nine-month-old baby. Oh, my the God. mom also who is holding her. And oh, my God. For, for me, that's a bad day at the office. So maybe oh, that's yeah. the equivalent. That's, you know, my painted baby story is you thought you had life insurance on this gentleman who just passed and you didn't, right? Maybe a payment, did really, something like that. There's something on the line and you say, hey, we stand for integrity and doing the right thing. Well, how are you going to handle that when the the widow is not getting that check. Yeah. Who dropped the ball? How do you take accountability? Mm. And that's what your clients want to hear. They don't, they don't like they, they care to a certain degree about the A plus and the five star, but what happens if stuff gets real? What happens if I really need to find out what you're made of? Because it's in those moments that you show that as a person. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I you just reminded me of a time when my nephew called me and said, you know, Uncle Morris, I got a guy here, uh, actually a girl here that I've been working with, and her uncle passed away, and she had a, a policy with your company, and they're not going to pay off because he didn't pay the last premium. But the fact is, mm-hmm. he was in the hospital in a coma, so he didn't know that he had to pay the premium. He wasn't, you know, around, really, mentally, and yeah. uh, he couldn't yeah. have paid it even if, you know, even somebody walked in and said, hey, you owe a premium. He was out. He was He was not going to be able to do that. Well, I I escalated that up the chain and, and talked to the person, the vice president in charge of claims, and she said, well, Morris, I don't know. We'll look into it. They looked at looked into it, came back and paid off the claim, less the one premium that was due, and paid it and paid the death benefit. But that's the yeah, difference and, and between, that, between doing the right thing and doing what protocol calls for, you know? And, and there's that. So there's there's like two instances here. So there's companies that will do the right thing and then companies that won't. But then 
there's companies that do the right thing and know they will, but they don't want to share about a time when they screwed up and did the right thing because yeah. they're worried about being judged or losing credibility. So Painted Baby is basically a, a collection of my story, including my Painted Baby story, as well as the stories of other business leaders who had some really interesting and scary, like you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll do all kinds of things reading these stories, but it comes down to you've got to change how you're telling stories. You need to understand that telling stories are powerful and there's a process and a procedure of doing that. It's not just a fun, hey, we painted a baby and here's all that happened. It's here's here's the process, here's the science experiment I did after I made this discovery and it raised my closing rate 15% when I interjected a painted baby story through a particular framework at a certain point in the sales process. Wow. And then I was able to teach that to other people and, and build that into the business. and. Then what, what everybody says at the end is, yeah, but business is going pretty good. I don't think I want to do that. So I have a whole <laughs> chapter about the reasons you don't want to do that, but then why leaders need to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing about being vulnerable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, when, and when one person does it and the leader goes first, the other person says, oh, my gosh, this person is human, too. I was trying to be perfect. Yeah. Because that's what the world expects of me. And, oh, man, now we can actually cut through all the BS, have a real conversation. And I used to think that being brushed up, right, being a shiny marketing brochure sells. But what it actually is is you connect with somebody else by sharing just who you really are. Just show up and be you, authentically you. And don't care what anybody thinks. And bring your imperfections to the table. And then go out of your way to share those. And it just opens up this door of connection, conversation, and relationship that you will never have a business if you don't do that. It all comes back down to relationships, doesn't it? In in life and <laughs> certainly in business, it comes down to building business relationships. It, it is. And, and it's it's funny you say that. Like I, I close the book saying that there's no difference between life and business. It's humans serving other humans. Mm -hmm. In yep. business, there's money attached to it and profit and loss statements and commissions or whatever it is, right? But we're just people on the planet. We're here to serve each other with something that can make somebody's life better. And you can get to know more about somebody's life when they tell you and show you and share you all of their life. And then you have, as a, as a service provider, you have a better opportunity to serve them. But you can't have those conversations unless you as the business owner and leader initiate them first because most people don't want to do that. Most people don't enter into those conversations. It's, hey, how's the weekend? What's new? Good. Kids are good. Okay, great. See the game? Yeah. yeah see the game? See <laughs> the game on Saturday? It's amazing, isn't it? But it, it all yeah. really comes back down to helping people get what they want. And, and that's that's what I like yeah. to talk a lot about. But, man, you've shared some really great stuff with us, and I can't wait. I really can't wait to get my hands on that painted baby story that's that's I, that's gonna be a good one that's for sure so i want to find your book how do we find you matt how do we find painted baby yeah so everything so the best place to go next is matt uh my website mattshop.com and i would say go download the free tools i have this huge downloadable toolkit with links to two free chapters of both of my books there's a workbook that goes along with it a leadership language survey I actually even had a little fun Spanish paella recipe. I love cooking Spanish paella. So just all kinds of fun stuff to make your life better, your business better. And uh, it's all free, and I'm always updating it with more and more free resources. Oh, that's fantastic. Matt Shoup, S-H-O-U-P dot com, and pick up that free kit. Matt, thank you so much for being on the Business of Sales. 
Hey, thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. We'll do this again sometime. Hey, everybody else out there, go have a great week. Enjoy what you do and have a good time doing it. I'll see you again next time right here on the Business of Sales.